You got your coffee? I do, do you? I was really going to try to genuinely trick you into thinking that I was only drinking tea. <laughs> but how, how many years have I known you? <laughs> literally, as soon as you walked into my house, you spotted my gin. Yes. Yeah. Pulling the, the what kind of tea do you want, gin? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> How'd you know? I'm your mother. I know these things. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, gosh. Oh. Welcome back to Yeah, That Happened. <laughs> I forget to do this every time. Oh. oh, well, yes, I'm Joyce. I'm Nikki. <laughs> and, and I'm confused, too. Can you tell? Clearly. Yeah. It's, it's late. Very. Yes. <laughs> not at the top of my game. Not it's that actually, I ever it, Wait, am, let's but. just clarify. It's not late. It's 8 p.m. But, yeah, when you have little people and, and big people who get up at the ass crack of dawn, then it's late. <laughs> that doesn't mean you need to get up at the ass crack of dawn. Oh, no, I don't. No, but you do. Which means I do. It's late. Yes. But I'm not the one that's over here like, oh, it's very late. It is very late. Oh, I need my gin. It's, I do. it's so late. It is. No. No. <laughs> oh, it's because you're still young and silly and think you can last forever. My God, thank you so much for calling me young. Well, you know, I do uh, what I can. See, this is this is why I keep you. Oh, thank you. I that and, and the inheritance. The only two reasons That's, I keep you okay. Around. Yeah, I was going to say I, I knew that there was at least one other good reason. Look, <laughs> everybody's got to get something. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, before we get going. Oh yes. I have an update. Oh okay. Update me about Phil. Uh, what's he done now? So, this is the third time this has happened, and fuck, it creeps me out. I woke up a few nights ago to my foot being tickled. Oh, and we all know how you don't like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't like my feet being touched to start with. No. But I'm not even, like, I'm not fucking kidding when I tell you. Somebody was doing, like, this motion that is really helpful in an audio medium yeah but okay like on little, my foot the little light scratchy thing on yeah like you would do to a child's back to put them to, to massage no, them or... but no 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 more like when you're tickling a child like the uh -huh. you know yes no i feet. shit you not i woke up to that on my foot uh-huh it's the third time this has happened now and when i say i jolted awake like I was up. Nobody was there. Arlo was on the bed. James was asleep in the spare room because he'd been kicked out by Arlo. Uh-huh. Kurt was in his bed. Uh-huh. And I checked on everyone. And the, the stinky cat was nowhere to be found? No. So do you think, I mean, Nala would, would not have snuck in okay, and First of all... Nala is the size of a medium-sized dog. Nala's you would cat. have noticed her. Yeah. Like, she can't jump on or off the bed without it sounding like somebody's, <laughs> I don't know, thrown a weight down. Like, well, that's because it, I'm not, there is like, some weight. <laughs> I'm not fat shaming her. But, but, <laughs> okay. Well, if you won't, I will. She's big. <laughs> like, she's thick. Yes. But... <laughs> but... 
that she she wasn't in there. Okay. So what what have you done to Phil? Why why is why I don't know. Why is he pissed at you now? I'm not impressed. I don't like it. Well, he can fuck right off back to the front room. Apparently or even out. I don't he's, care. He's apparently not happy with you. I don't know what you've done to upset him this time. You look at me oh, like I'm crazy. I, you know, I know exactly what it is. You you got the new faucet. It was a reno situation. No, 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 no. It's not because the new tap came after that. Oh, after it. Oh, well. I hadn't even done any reno stuff. Oh, that knocks out my theory. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Well. But I shit you not. And I was talking to James <laughs> about it. And I was like, you know, like, I don't care that whatever, if ghosts are real and we've got one in our house, whatever. But they may not touch me. Not my, especially not my feet. No. That is where I draw my line. And I'm not <laughs> saying that I believe in ghosts and I'm not saying that I think that Phil's really real. All I'm saying is there's been some like real weird shit. <laughs> and it only ever happens to me. <laughs> God. This only happens to me. <laughs> I would love it if he would fuck with James. <laughs> well, didn't 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 he, he aggravate one of James's brothers when they were here? I don't know. Maybe I slamming don't a door or something. Uh, with uh, there was no one here, but but the doors kept closing and opening. Maybe that sounds familiar. Yeah, you're not talking about the time that I was in the lounge with no no small no person, and I heard. No, that one was that. No, the spare room door open, and I heard somebody walk into the bathroom and shut the door. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was James's brother because mm-hmm. he was staying with us at the time, but he had actually left hours earlier to yeah. go to work, and like before we were even up, yeah. I didn't even know. I don't know, man. But you, you need to make up with Phil because the, the no, the- I'm gonna go <laughs> to. There's a new little like witchy shop. Oh, are you going to go I'm going to go to Elysium. Are you? I've followed them on Instagram so that I know when their open hours are. And I'm going to go and I'm going to get something like Sage, but that's not cultural appropriation. And I'm going to like Sage substitute the fuck out of him and get him out of my house. You hear that, Phil? You're getting evicted. You'll have to let me know how that works out. <laughs> no, I'm going to take you with me. We're doing it before you leave. Oh, we are. Yeah. I've walked past that shop several times and I keep looking in there going, oh, this would be so fun to walk in here, but I <laughs> will I... probably get in trouble if I do. I want to go and get a tarot deck just to play with. Because I'm going to start laughing when I walk in there and I'm sure that they're going to be offended. Because... You and I are going in there. We're doing it. I'm taking you in. I just have to try and keep a straight And when they face. ask what we're there for, I'm going to say the ghost in my house woke me up tickling my feet and I want him out. I, I need to exercise the ghost who likes my feet. Thanks. <laughs> and since the Ghostbusters aren't an option. Exactly. You know. <laughs> who the fuck else am I going to call? Well, apparently a sage-wielding exorcist. I don't no, know. No, not sage because that's appropriative. Okay, well. I think you can use rosemary. I might be I, making that up. Yeah, I don't. Burning rosemary smells real bad, no, though. No, that, that, no. I don't think so. 
I don't think Rosemary's an answer, but I'm, I know that Rosemary had a baby and it involved. She did. <laughs> but I don't think that we're on the same Do you plane know now. your mother yeah. has watched that movie? scared the shit out of her and she has never ever 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 watched another horror movie ever she won't watch anything remotely scary and then she goes to me one day she goes i did watch one once and i'll Mm. never do it again and i was like oh grandma what'd you watch thinking Uh it would be like oh no no the thing from the swamp oh no when she (laughs) went in she went full tilt rosemary's baby and i was like what I don't know what possessed her to think that that was going to be. A, obviously, she did not know what it was about. She must not have known. Clearly not. But yeah, no, she to this day will tell you that that is the freakiest thing she ever saw in her entire life. I ought to put on The Exorcist for her once. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she'll burn the house down before she'll let that happen. I'm just telling you. I would you. not do that to her because I quite like having her alive. Yeah, no, she knew that. No, 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 just no. Also, if I showed her a movie and that, like, it killed her, mm-hmm. she would haunt me and not in a fun way. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't be feet tickles. No. no, 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 it would not be that. Let's be clear, that wasn't fun. No, but this would be a whole lot less fun. Okay. Yeah, no, she wouldn't. She would not. It would not be good for you at all. Don't <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> because I, I guarantee you that I, trickle down theory, I'll get some of that leftover haunting. <laughs> so, One no. could only hope. No, 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 no. Not in for it. Oh. Speaking of hauntings and and deaths, people dying. What are we talking about today? We're talking about very weird deaths, strange deaths, unusual deaths even. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little bit of Fiji stuck in my drink. Oh my. <laughs> um so yeah, so you've got one, right? I've got one. You've got like a little listicle going, but I, I, my one I I want to go last. Oh okay, you want to go last? Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. So you go. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to do this then. Okay. I could not decide between these 10. I mean, <laughs> there, there were a bunch, really. Truthfully. I picked my favorite 10 deaths. I did. I, did. I actually Do you narrowed... realize how that sounds? Yes, and I really don't care. I, I <laughs> narrowed it down from like, I, I've got like a search engine with like 50 of these really freaky deaths in it. So, got to Oh, be sure I clean my hard drive before our I travel. search history is. Oh no 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 Right. Oh no no. <laughs> Got to clean my my. No 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 no. <laughs> that would not be good for. Don't anyone worry, mother. When you die, I will clear your search history. Thank you. That would be lovely. Yeah. But yeah, there were like 50, 60 of these really bizarre deaths on there, and then I finally called it down to ten, and I then I it. just couldn't decide. So I, you okay. know what. We'll just do a pre- brief overview yes. of, of these fabulous deaths. So, my top ten strange death begins with <laughs> King Adolf Frederick of Sweden. Can you do it in the accent? No, I cannot. Adolf Frederick? No, wait, no, no that's not no, that. No, I can't that's get it. it. No. It's, it's, and, and besides that, Adolf Frederick? I'm getting used to Sweden? that. I'm getting used to that missing tooth, and it's hard for me. Oh yeah, my mother had some emergency dental work on Mother's Day. That was or the day before Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, that night, the night before. Yeah, that was super oh, fun. That was great fun. So we haven't celebrated yet. We're oh. gonna do it. 
Uh, you know, with an exorcism. I'm going to take you to the witchy <laughs> shop and exercise Phil. Happy Mother's Day. And then we'll go out to dinner. Oh, okay. Well, that works. That's better. <laughs> oh, so anyway, King Adolf Frederick of Sweden, who died, and I have in huge air quotes, suddenly, um, <laughs> in February of 1771. And now I, I do question the suddenness part of this because I'm pretty sure... He should have known what was going to happen to him, and there would have been some warning signs. Um, the king sat down to his Shrove Tuesday meal, kind of the all-you-can-eat buffet that you have before Lent Yeah, begins. yeah, yeah, Fat Tuesday. Right. Well, he must have taken it as a challenge, <laughs> because <laughs> it is believed that his meal that night included, but was not limited to... I love the boat was not limited to. Lobster, caviar, kippers, sauerkraut, various boiled meats, and turnips thrown in just to make it seem sort of healthy. You've got to have a vegetable. Exactly. That was his veg. At which he washed down with copious amounts of champagne. Then... If you're going to go out, this is the way. Apparently, he was still just a little bit noshy, and he needed something sweet. So he ate 14 servings of semla and semla from what i gather the pictures i saw in the description of it is like a fluffy cream-filled donut oh my god it sounds covered amazing. in sugar it looks fabulous I it want truly one. does normal people eat maybe four during the course of lent as a big treat um he ate 14 at one go but apparently, I mean, but... his, his similar wasn't quite sweet enough, though. Oh. So he has his cream-filled, sugar-coated donuts served to him. God, I can a... feel my arteries hardening <laughs> just as the... we speak, right? He has them served to him in a bowl of warm milk flavored with cinnamon and raisins. This sounds disgusting. It, that, this, uh, yeah, the milk thing, I just couldn't get behind. That's where that's where you lost me. Yeah, well, <laughs> that may have been what did him in. But he decided finally after 14 bowls of this that it might be time to stop. And later that night, his stomach began to hurt. I cannot imagine. I don't know why. And within hours, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> he I... had, in fact eaten himself to death. Are you picturing a Mr. Creosote situation? You wrote in a Creosote joke, didn't you? Oh my god. I wrote down and all I can see is Mr. Creosote from the meaning of life when I think about this. And it was that rough waffer thin mints that did him in. A little waffer thin mints. Are you sure? Just a waffer thin mint. Yeah. Well that, that, yes. God, our Would have been way more spectacular if he had exploded. Well, a la Creosote. Just, well, just hold on. There could be more of that coming later <gasps> on with other deaths. Yes. Okay. So I mean, like, that's not Yeah, actually it reaction, is because this is but ter- also, <laughs> I'm assuming none of these are like, two months ago a man exploded because <laughs> that would be that too would dark. Be, it would probably be a little too soon for that if one. If you go <laughs> back in the 1700s, somebody exploded. Right. All good, right? I'll lull my head off. Right. Okay. Not literally. We're well, not going for a, that, an addition to the list here. <laughs> so, number two on the hip parade is William the Conqueror. Now, I honestly, I have never heard this version of how he died. <laughs> but, and it, it, sad part is it really did strike me as funny, so I'm, I guess okay. I really am rather twisted. Okay, I love it. Um, 
story goes that after his successful Norman conquest of the Anglo-Saxons, William became complacent and he kind of let himself go. He packed on quite a bit of weight and literally became too big for his saddle. His poor horse. Exactly. <laughs> That's who I felt sorry for. And on the battlefield in 1087, his poor horse jostled him, I guess trying to find out. Trying to get comfy. Yeah. And William fell forward and on the, the wooden pommel of his saddle mm. and jammed it into his rather large belly, rupturing the internal organs and killing him. Um, now, I, I do not know if that's actually true or not. That's, you know, Look, we're door number twoing all uh, of this these. This is absolutely a door number two. Um, but uh, the, the really bizarre part of this death by saddle occurs at the funeral. Death by saddle. <laughs> We've had death by donut. Now we have death by saddle. Uh, <laughs> Why not? There was a stone sarcophagus that had been specially constructed to hold the body of the king. Because he was... Unfortunately, William had not only gotten too big for his saddle, he'd gotten too big for his sarcophagus. So one did of the one of the monks him, did they chop in him up to get no, him in there? one of the monks in attendance actually wrote an account of this. Okay. So I mean, obviously, the man had gotten way big, and there was a problem. I mean, if the monks are talking shit so, about you, yeah. So the monk writes. <clears throat> Uh, said that when they tried to force his bloated body into the sarcophagus, oh my God. This, the swollen bowels burst <gasps> and an intolerable stench assailed the nostrils of the bystanders and the whole crowd. Oh so that God. was fine. So I told you there was some more exploding bodies. <laughs> Didn't oh. have to wait long for it at all, did you? Poor Billy C. I know. See? Billy the Conqueror. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Caught that. Oh, Just, you know. I know. All right. So In case come... I need to explain my joke to you. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So coming in at number three is the death of Sam Wardell. Who? He's a 19th century lamplighter in New York City. A lamplighter? Yes. I love that that was a real profession. It was. And Just loved... because of the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. Like the lamp, not the rat. Mm -hmm. Every evening he went out and lit the street lamps and at dawn went out and put them out. And it seems like a safe enough occupation. And he really, really liked his job. He did. He would have gotten so many steps in. He loved his job. And he had no intention of losing it over something silly like missing the dawn call to put the lights out. And yeah. being a bit of a tinkerer, he decided to ensure that he would always be on time by connecting his alarm clock to a wire and attaching the other end of the wire to a hinged shelf with a paving stone on top. No! So that when the alarm went off, it pulled the wire, which in turn caused the shelf to drop and the paving stone to hit the floor on the other side of the room with a big thud, ensuring that Sam woke up. All good. It's it's good system. It works. Seemed like a decent plan. As long as the neighbors didn't complain, everything was fine. And and it really was. It worked just fine until, until Christmas Eve, 1885. Oh, no. <laughs> Sam decided to have a Christmas party. And in order to make room for the party and for everybody to attend, he started shifting his furniture around, including his bed. <gasps> 
And you can see where this is going, no, right? No, no. It was <laughs> yep. real clear as soon as you mentioned a paving stone was part of his alarm clock where this was going. He moved his bed to the far side of the room under the alarm shelf, oh. figuring he'd move it back after everybody left. Well, I mean, it was a party. He got drunk and forgot, didn't and he? And after his friends left, Sam passed out on the bed, forgetting to turn off his alarm. Turn off your paving stone. Oh, or move Sam. his bed. So when his regular wake-up time rolled around, the alarm went off, paving stone came tumbling down onto Sam's head. And he none died of the lights <laughs> got lit that day. Got unlit. because it Got was, unlit. It was the putting out time. <laughs> but it was died. putting out time. <laughs> Literally put his lights out. <laughs> oh, oh bad. God. So he died a few days later from the entry, but oh. death by alarm clock. I mean, come on. You, Pour you one think, out for Sam. You, you gotta love that one. I really feel like every time my alarm goes off, I feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> you feel like someone's putting your lights out. Not the shock of it, not the waking up, it's just the existential dread of like... What's next? Everything. <laughs> yes. Just the world right now. Yeah. Okay, so next is the death of Pyrrhus, king of Epirus. Who? King of where? Pyrrhus? King of Epirus. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I've got this right, probably not. But, I mean, the guy just liked war, basically. He was, uh, one of the articles I read on his death actually called him a warmonger. I mean, so, it means pretty He and well almost all the other emperors of yeah. anywhere. But in 272 BC, he oh, picked God. a fight with the wrong person. He attacked the city of Argos. It's Peloponnesia. And this, this is a place I've heard of and nowhere you, is for sure. But you, for those I, of us who might not, do some explaining, Joycey. It's the, the same people who went to, to war with Greece and all those fabulous... We talked about it last week. Catch up on last week's episode. You'll know where Peloponnesia is. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that, that's my geography for today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he attacks the city of Argos and decides to do urban warfare taking the battle through the narrow streets of the city. Mm -hmm. And apparently the way that urban warfare city battles were fought at that time, the soldiers were in the streets and all of the civilians cleared the streets and went up to the roofs of their homes. And just watched And it. watched from the rooftops. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, I'm good with that, I guess. But uh, anyway, he's on his horse coming down through the streets, wreaking havoc when he's struck with a spear. Well, huh. I mean, it's not a mortal wound. It's not really anything terrible, no terrible injury. It just pisses him off that somebody threw a spear at him. How so dare they? Yes. So in he, war, try to attack their enemy. Yeah, the king. I mean, really. So he starts chasing the local soldier who threw it, whose huh. name was, oh God, Ar Argive, I think. But unfortunately for the king, Argive's mommy was watching the action from the rooftop. And when she saw this asshole coming for her son, she, <laughs> picked up, she picked up the first thing she could find, which, as it turned out, was a roof tile, and threw it down on the king's head. Her aim was perfect. The tile crushed his, his head, smashed his spine. He slid off his horse. And then as he was lying there, either dead or dying, 
another soldier came up and cut his head off. So, <laughs> I death shouldn't by, laugh at that, but it's Death quite by funny. pissed off mommy. You know? <laughs> this is what happens. Oh, dear I me. know. I know. It's awful. But, I mean, these these were the ones that I just was like, no, th- this cannot really, these things could not really have happened. But, yeah, apparently they did happen. I love yeah. that one. All right. So, another of my favorites is the death of Pope Adrian IV. First and only pope from England. Okay. Yeah, I did not even know that there had ever been an English pope. No, neither. Uh, became pope in 1154, died in 1159. His death is the interesting part of this whole thing. Okay. He developed Quincy. I had no idea what Quincy, Quincy was. I'd never heard of it before either. It's tonsillitis that's gotten out of control, and it forms like an abscess between the tonsils and the wall of wall of the throat and it makes it almost impossible to breathe or swallow and basically it suffocates you ow i mean but this was back in the day you know pre-antibiotic and all that so anyway so the pope is suffering with quincy probably on his last leg anyway when he drinks a glass of wine that unfortunately had a fly in it Oh, I think I almost covered this because I was going to make an Alanis Morissette. It's a black fly in your well, Chardonnay. The, the, the Everyone, fly, you're welcome yeah. for that. <laughs> the fly went down his throat. He couldn't swallow it. And yes, he choked to death on a fly. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? No, that's not the tune. That's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. It's not. Oh, but I just thought that, that is was... not the tune to that song. <laughs> it's not the tune you're looking for. Oh my god! But yeah, I just I thought. I mean, choking the Pope choked to death on a fly. I mean, mm. that's just a little too ironic. Oh yes, don't a you little. think? Don't you think? Oh my! It's like ten thousand spoons, <laughs> and all you need is a knife. Oh dear. Okay. It's like meeting the man of your dreams. Uh-huh. Meeting his beautiful wife. Yeah, that too. I'm trying to remember the next lyric. And I, it's I got nothing. Fled from my mind. Okay, so okay. The, the next one. I really, really, really want to believe that this inspired Mario Kart's. <laughs> okay. It's Death by Turtle. Death by Turtle? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, go on. Aeschylus. A Greek... Tell me the turtle was okay, though. Mm, probably not. A, a oh. Greek playwright famous for his tragedies, and again, no irony here, but um, <laughs> received a prophecy that his death would come from a falling object. <laughs> so in an effort to escape his fate, he stays in wide open spaces so he could see what was coming and avoid anything that might fall on him. Story goes... Couldn't have been hard at the time. Right. So story goes, out, he's out one day having his constitutional in the countryside and an eagle mistook his bald head for a rock that would be helpful to crack the shell of the tortoise that it was carrying and it dropped the turtle onto the playwright's head killing him instantly (laughs) that is terrifying all i could think about was oh my god in that mario kart game when they when they you like throw the shells throw the, at other the, players, the turtles and not people. <laughs> oh my god! I, really... I just like imagine you're in a field and a <laughs> and an eagle drops a, a fucking turtle, turtle falls on, on your, your head. head. <laughs> no. That had to have been a large turtle. I don't even know that it's actually true. I mean, they've gone back and looked at Door it. Door number two. It's a hundred percent true. Okay, we'll go with that. 
Oh my god. Okay, next on the hit parade is Tyrandus, a Greek lawmaker from Sicily, who, being a savvy politician, figured that some of the population, when they turned up to the assembly, might bring weapons to force legislation in their favor. What? I know. So in an effort to avoid this situation, he issued a law that said anyone who brought weapons into the assembly was to be put to death. Sounds like a reasonable way to he brought a weapon the, into the, the assembly, the process didn't of he? law, right? And it seems to work, but a little too well. Because <laughs> Chirondas, or Carondas, I'm not sure how they pronounce it, arrived at the assembly after being out hunting and absentmindedly forgot to remove his knife. <laughs> Oopsies. He fell victim to his own law. It was his law, and I have to admire the fact that he did follow it. The law demanded he die, so he killed himself. Oh, I mean that. That I mean that's integrity. You got to give him that. But it's also no. That's stupidity. It's, it's also a reminder to check your weapons at the door. Don't carry. You know, <laughs> I just. But yeah, why are men? <laughs> just like I know, I say this every day, but why are <laughs> I they? I don't know. Got nothing, honey. I, I, absolutely nothing. Okay, these are the last ones. These are quickies. <laughs> um, Again, why are men? <laughs> well, and these are all men. Um, George Plantagenet, brother of Edward IV. After losing the War of the Roses, George was ordered to be executed for treason by his brother Edward. Mm-hmm. Well, in an act of brotherly love, Edward allowed George to choose his method of death. Did he say old age? No. George Dead. was incredibly creative about this, and okay. I have to admire this Why as well. would you do that to yourself? <laughs> he demanded to be drowned in a barrel of his favorite wine. <laughs> okay, no, I'm on board with this one. <laughs> His favorite wine was Malvasia. It's kind of like a Madeira or a port. But yeah, that's, um, I I, I, I thought it was rather ingenious. I mean, if you're going to (laughs) go, why not? This was the one. Make it fun and expensive. Exactly. This is the one I figured you would truly love. Death by hot poker up the ass. Oh, no, I don't love that. It was Edward II. Oh, maybe I love it. And Tell I did, me more. And, and I actually Tell wrote down, more. I did this just for you, Nikki. <laughs> it's probably propaganda, but it's still funny to imagine. Edward was deep <laughs> deposed by his wife, Isabella, and her lover, Roger Mortimer. Mortimer. Yeah, really. And it's is rumored to have been killed by having a horn shoved up his ass through which a hot iron was inserted, burning out his organs but leaving no obvious marks on his body. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just... What, he just woke up like this? Exactly. We went to check on the prisoner, and he was dead. I don't, we don't know, know what, what happened. We don't know what that funny smell is, but... <laughs> I think he had steak last night. <laughs> just... I was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. Oh, and the last but not least, my favorite, the strange death of Martin of Aragon. Martin, much like King Adolf, was a foodie, and he had eaten an entire goose and had a touch of the indigestion. So in an effort to feel better, he called for his favorite jester to entertain him. When the jester told a joke about 
where he had been, and a deer-stealing figs, which I just really don't get, but Martin did, and he found it hysterical. Oh, my gosh. And began laughing uncontrollably, and then he died. The end. (laughs) Death by laughter. (laughs) Moral of the story, no, Reader's Digest, laughter is not always the best medicine. (laughs) Oh, mother. I know, I'm so dating myself. I was going to say, nobody gets Reader's Digest anymore. Is it even still a thing? I don't know. I think they have it online, maybe. I don't know. Really? No, but that used to I'm going to look this up later because um, I want to know. You, well, of course you Every did. time I went to the dentist's office. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like, what else are you going to do? That's what you do. Uh, so anyway, those are my favorite 10 weirdo deaths. Go you and your weirdo deaths. You should have seen the others. <laughs> but these, oh. these were the ones I thought were the best. I felt sure that you were going to mention Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Too. Yeah, I, like I said, I had a whole list of, I mean, there's, I kid you not, I could do a rant for days on this. Feel free. They, they were, wow. There are the some bonkers. bizarre ones. Yes. The, the ways that some people have met their maker are just. So uh, many blood poisonings from weird, like, mm-hmm. scratches. Scratches. And oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. That person that was in battle and beheaded someone and decided to carry their head head with them. And the person's tooth scratched their leg. And then that turned into a blood infection and Mm -hmm. that killed them. I don't know who it was, but I I very nearly did that one. Yeah, I have his name written down somewhere, too, because that was on my list, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy who got hit by a meteorite. Right? It's the only case that's ever been, like, officially recorded as death by meteorite. Yeah, I mean... Odds are like six gazillion billion million to one, and he's the one. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. All right. You're never completely safe from meteorites. Apparently not. If they're out to get you, they're out to get you. If that meteorite has your name on it, the chances are low, but never zero, (laughs) that you could be hit by a meteorite. This is true. Or a turtle. Or a turtle. True. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. So tell me about your, your crazy one. Okay. Well, some people kick the bucket. Jack Daniels kicked a safe and died from his toe uh-huh. injury. Uh-huh. Other people just kick you while you're down. Okay. The year was 1932, when three men sat down to hatch a plot. Oh, dear. <laughs> Their plan was murder. <laughs> the intended victim was a man they all knew, Michael Malloy. Okay. Daniel Kreisberg, Francis Pasqua, and Tony Marino knew they were onto an easy mark here. Mike Malloy was from County Donegal and had moved over to New York City sometime in the 1920s or 30s. He'd once been a firefighter, mm-hmm. uh, but had fallen on harder times. And these three men had only ever known him to be very occasionally employed. Usually is like a street sweeper. He was of no fixed abode. And he was a raging alcoholic. A website I used for this called um, drinkingcup.net, which (laughs) might be one of the best names. (laughs) Put it poetically when they said, and this is a quote, there's quite a lot of quotes in this. Uh Malloy was neither gifted from the tree of wisdom nor even, it seems, the shrub of common sense, 
But for whatever shortfalls Malloy may have had, he was stocked full of rock-solid Irish jeans from the County Donegal and a thirst to match. Oh my. Okay. So just like a little side note, the last time we covered a story that had anything to do with Ireland, mm-hmm. we got real offensive with our Irish accents. Mm-hmm. As we're prone to do. And it's going to happen again today, so okay. I apologize in advance. I probably don't, but I do. Well, you're going to try to act like you do. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to, yeah. As this was 1933, and it was still during America's Prohibition Prohibition. years, Mm -hmm. um, that made it a little bit more like a treasure hunt to be an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) You had to find yourself an illegal speakeasy. And probably once you found one, you you weren't looking for others. (laughs) You were pretty loyal. Which is what Tony Marino found in Mike Malloy. A loyal customer. Oh, my. Tony Marino ran the mermaid speakeasy in the Bronx. Okay. Also, just like a quick aside, (laughs) side story. Mm -hmm. So there's a strip club here called Mermaids. Oh, dear. Yes. (laughs) And this one time I was out with the girls from work and one friend. So we'll call her Fafana rather than using her real name. Uh Uh-huh. A pseudonym, if you will. Uh Uh-huh. Fafana was well on her way. Mm-hmm. Well, we were all well on our way. Okay. But Fafana always wanted to go to the strip club when she was well on her way. Okay. She decided we should go to Mermaid. So all good, except at some point between wherever we had come from and Mermaid's, we must have run into our courier from work. Now... I do not remember this. Okay. (laughs) But somehow we ended up at the strip club with this courier who we see every day. Every morning he Mm -hmm. came into work, dropped off packages at the Mm -hmm. same time every morning as well. Like bang on like, you know, eight to nine Mm -hmm. in the morning. Yep. And then we were at another strip club because Fafana told a dancer. Fafana got belligerent with someone. (laughs) (laughs) She may have said some offensive things to somebody. (laughs) Not about the type of work they were doing, just how well they were doing it. Okay. Um, And we had to go. Then we ended up at karaoke. Oh, no. No. (laughs) So at some point I was like, wait, this is a really bad idea. (laughs) I'm not doing karaoke. (laughs) Not willingly with an audience. (laughs) And I left. (laughs) Only the next week to see our new buddy at work. Where he very loudly told me another of our friends who was there and our boss Mm -hmm. all about the night where we went to the strip clubs together (laughs) and how drunk we were nice bang on drop-off time at the early childhood education center where we were all teachers (laughs) 
So he not only told us, but also a lot of parents. I was going to please tell me that there were no parents. Oh, no. But there were, there were parents. There, there were parents. Of course there were parents. And their children. And their children. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah, no, it's fine. Oh, God. We were all looking at him and we were like, can you read the room right now? <laughs> I think he didn't care, perhaps. I was just blankly looking at him like, you were there? (laughs) I remember a lot of things, but not you. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. So we've established that club's name Mermaid is bad. I mean, or good, depending on who you are. Well, If if, you're a courier, uh, it's great. If you're Mike Malloy, apparently it's not. If you're Mike Malloy, you might want to steer clear. (laughs) So back to Tony's Mermaid Bar now. Yes. So this was Mike Malloy's favorite spot for a wee tipple or 12. See, I did it. I did <laughs> it. Did was it. that offensive? And he'd gotten to know Tony a bit. So Tony had even extended him a credit for his tab. Oh. Mike could be relied upon to enter the doorway of the mermaid each morning and ask Tony for, and this is a, a quote from him, um, another morning's morning, if you don't mind. Every day, okay. he'd walk in. Another morning's morning, if you don't mind. <laughs> and then he'd have his morning and probably the next morning's one, too, until mm-hmm. he passed out right at the bar. This was all fine and good, as long as you're a paying customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike had stopped paying his tabs. Well, and it's the credit thing. Mm. Yeah. So what was Tony to do? Mike really put him in a hard spot here. Uh-huh. So did, right between a rock and a murder place. I was going to say, so I'm assuming that Tony needed. <laughs> he had to get his money. Yes. And so it was one morning while Mike slumped over his drink that Tony confided in his two friends, Daniel Kreisberg and Francis Pasqua, that his business wasn't doing too well. He was worried about money, blah, blah, blah. Francis, though, had an idea. Why not try an insurance scam? Tony had the year prior done just that and gotten away with it mm-hmm. and francis knew this the year before maybell carson was a local woman that tony knew he took out an insurance policy on her naming himself as beneficiary then one freezing cold night he got her to drink herself into a stupor so that she passed out mm-hmm. stripped off all of her clothing and poured cold water over her and her mattress and left the mattress under an open window oh, so that she was dead in the morning. Um, the coroner put the cause of death down to bronchial pneumonia. <laughs> Tony had no problem collecting her two grand in insurance. Okay. He did decide that he wasn't going to pay the $5 embalming fee. It was too much money. Um. Way too much. It's extortion. <laughs> oh, dear. All you have to do is see to it that you have insurance and I'll take care of the rest, Francis told him. And to be fair to the men, Mike did look half dead. All the time. Okay. Always looked half dead. He was just basically a zombie, was he? (laughs) Yeah. And he had been drinking for free. And he didn't have family. Or other friends. Uh Uh-huh. He was probably going to die soon anyway, right? Uh-huh. Like, I figure you can probably reason yourself into anything if you try hard enough. Yeah. So the three men planned. 
They got Red Murphy, a barman at the Mermaid, involved. So now there's four conspirators. And he posed as Mike's brother. And they went around to insurance companies, supposedly shopping for policies. In reality, they took out three policies on Mike over the course of about five months. Red would also have to be the one to identify the remains, as they were brothers, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'm sure yep, they yep. looked alike as well. I'm sure. <laughs> Completely. Red probably had an Irish accent as well. I'm, I'm sure he must have been from Donegal. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you see, dear. they... Hold on. I lost my place while I was trying to come up with something so to they, say in a bad yeah, accent. Yeah, so... Okay, so in order for the policies to be honored, Mike would have to sign them. Could Mike write? Well, I assume so. But how were they going to get him to sign his life insurance policy? All three of them. Now, 12-year-old me is just screaming to just forge the signatures because that's what I do to every (laughs) report card. Every single time something needs to be signed, I'd just forge it. Why not? It's easy. Yeah, but... (laughs) I'm guessing none of my teachers ever knew what your actual signature looked like. Yeah. I mean, it looked like the one I forged, yes. but they didn't know that. No, they did not. But okay. They also did not know that. So how, how are they planning to get this guy to sign three separate insurance policies? I mean, are they going to well, just tell you? Okay. Tell me. Cause this, this, this is going to be, convoluted i suspect (laughs) um well mike did sign the papers he didn't realize he did it but he did they did get him drunk have him sign one get him drunk have him sign the second get him drunk have him sign the third and he just never next paragraph you see they got friendly with him at the bar one day and let slip that tony marino was running for public office oh mike was so supportive what could he do to help his friend oh I'd Sign lo- these petitions. I'd love to help you run for public office. Oh. What can I do to help you? Well, you could sign this petition. Oh. <laughs> so Mike signed. Unwittingly. Oh. All three policies. Guaranteeing the men $3,500 upon his accidental death. I know oh. you know that I would look this up. So that's about $75,000 today. Which, like isn't a lot yeah, it's, once you split it between four people it's not not a lot either <laughs> i mean but it's like it's probably not worth the risk wow 75 million sure whatever <laughs> some elon musk money absolutely yeah. okay so <laughs> now so on to the plot mm-hmm. <laughs> tony told mike that pressure from competitors was forcing him to ease the rules. And so Mike could just drink at the mermaid all he liked for free. Mike was stoked. (laughs) He also just didn't see any red flags. No, this this is, this is, no. (laughs) He was like, sweet. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) And so were the team who eventually became known as the Murder Trust. 
They figured that it would take him like a week max to drink himself to death. Oh, they underestimated Mr. Molloy. <laughs> All day, every day, for weeks, Mike drank, then stumbled out, slept it off, and came back for another morning's morning. morning. <laughs> And did it all over again. Oh, my God. <laughs> One day, even coming in and exclaiming, boy, ain't I got a thirst. <laughs> all he, must think have, is... he must have drunk $7,500 worth of liquor. I know. <laughs> Eventually, the trust started to get impatient. Well, yeah, even... They were, after all, paying the premium on these policies. Yes. <laughs> and Mike was drinking their profits. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Just wait. It gets mother, this gets so good. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my god. Let me just have a quick drink of my morning's morning. <laughs> your morning's morning or your evening's evening. Uh, okay. Alright. So knowing that what they were doing wasn't working, they decided that they were going to add some antifreeze to his drinks. <laughs> And Mike continued to drink, like a fish. <laughs> then they gave him wood alcohol. Now, FilmDaily.co tells me that drinks containing as little as 4% wood alcohol can cause blindness. And they knew that. So they just gave him straight up wood alcohol with nothing else in it. Just straight wood alcohol. Which he drank. Four days. Just continued to knock it back. Like it was nothing. Yep. (laughs) He'd pass out, but it didn't do anything more. Oh my god. The man didn't even go blind. He was pickled already. He was. He was. He was already pickled. I mean, there was nothing you could do to him. He was. His insides were preserved. I mean, it was truly a case of formaldehyde inside. I Uh mean, I think it probably was. Oh my god. (sighs) This is from the SmithsonianMag.com. Night after night, the scene repeated itself with Malloy drinking shots of wood alcohol as fast as Murphy poured them. Until the night he crumpled without warning to the floor, the gang fell silent, staring at the jumbled heap by their feet. Pasqua knelt by Malloy's body, feeling the neck for a pulse, lowering his ear to the mouth. The man's breath was slow and labored. They decided to wait, watching the sluggish rise and fall of his chest any minute now. Finally, there was a long, jagged breath. The death rattle. <laughs> but then Malloy began to snore. <laughs> he awakened some hours later, rubbed his eyes and said, Give me some of the old regular, me lad. <laughs> oh my God. They also tried horse liniment, rat poison and turpentine. <laughs> Still, Mike turned up each day, cheery and keen to drink with his friends. Soon, they brought food into the mix. This from the Irish Post. Oh 
They soaked oysters in wood alcohol because Francis had seen someone die after eating oysters soaked in whiskey. Mike, though, did not die. (laughs) Then they gave him a sandwich of spoiled sardines and carpet tacks. Oh! And if I nearly lost my lunch over your Christmas food descriptions, this made me feel ill to read and then to type and then to say again. But Mike liked this sandwich so much, he asked them to make another just like it. Oh. A farm. Well, well, Can you well. just for a moment imagine well, the smell of spoiled you know, sardines? I just, I'd rather not. Thank as you. a sandwich? No, rather not. Thank you. Just, no, just pause. No. Close your eyes and imagine it. No, just move on. Now quickly. imagine that and imagine thinking, I want more of this. I'd like another. Thank you. (laughs) Just like it. Oh, God. Like, just not. Oh. Absolutely not. (laughs) Not not ever, ever, never, ever, never. Oh, my God. Oh. It's disgusting. So they've soaked oysters in wood alcohol. They fed him spoiled sardines Mm -hmm. with carpet tacks. Uh Uh-huh. And he just wants this another... This man's still alive somehow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I keep having these flashes of Rasputin. It's, it's just oh really my God. disturbing. Just you wait. Henry Eggins. Henry Eggins, just you wait. The men in the murder trust were getting desperate now. This had gone on for a long time now. In addition to actually having to pay for these insurance policies... Mm-hmm. The overheads on feeding and watering Mike yeah. were adding up, and their profit margin was Dropping. drinking rapidly. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> now, this is from prospectmagazine.co.uk. I really did use a lot of quotes because mm-hmm. so many other people had put it so well. Yeah, I mean... There's... Just poetically, really. With the next policy payment looming and Malloy remaining stubborn to murder, <laughs> the trust took on more conspirators. Five became 12, and before long, ballooned to 70, with every desperado in the Bronx chipping in for Malloy's next policy renewal. <laughs> Just wanting to see if they could actually kill him. I think that's what it was. I honestly just like want to a fun little like. game. Is he going to die this time? I mean, what else can we do? I mean, what will it take to kill him? Oh my I'm going to tell you soon. I... <laughs> they realized now that nothing this man ingested would do the job right like it took them long enough yeah (laughs) it took you five minutes yeah i mean after the 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 first three days it would have been okay yeah there's there's problem there's a flaw we need to move on there's a flaw in our planning (laughs) inherently this is flawed yes um so why not go back to basics and freeze him like they did the other lass on one particularly cold night, Mike once again dragged himself unconscious, and the murder trust carried him to a nearby park. Some sources say Central Park, but honestly, like, that's probably just because it's the only park name that the author knew. Right, yeah. Anyway, took him to a park, mm. took his top off, poured freezing water over his torso and head, and left him in the snow. Apparently that night it was something like negative 14 degrees Fahrenheit, which is negative 26 Celsius. Mm-hmm. So it's really fucking cold. Really cold. Um, the next day at the mermaid, Mike turned up with a teeny tiny little cold and a funny story about waking up in the snow not knowing how he got there. 
Oh my god. <laughs> More extreme measures were called for. I was going bring out the machete. <laughs> <laughs> really? Don't bring out your dead. No. <laughs> They're not dead yet. They're not dead yet, really. <laughs> feeling much better now <laughs> God. the men once again got mike super drunk and took him this time to a street where they propped him up and a taxi driver named harry green was paid a sum of money to run over mike at speed uh-huh. and leave him to die okay. which he did on the third attempt after mike somehow managed to dodge two previous attempts <laughs> Green even backed over Mike's body for good measure. Did it take that time? The murder trust waited for the tragic news of their friend's death. Oh no, don't. It never came. Oh no. After a week or so, they got Red, posing as his brother, to begin calling the hospitals and morgues in the area Mm -hmm. to see if they had his body in the morgue, perhaps unclaimed. Right, could have been. Nope. Then, a few weeks later, in stumbled Mike. (laughs) I sure am dying for a drink, he exclaimed. (laughs) Then told all those gathered a great story about waking up at the hospital, desperate to get back to the bar, but unable. I almost died in the hospital, he said. They fed me milk and cocoa. Oh, outraged at the audacity that, that, that should that's what should have that mm-hmm. would have killed him actually <laughs> had he stayed there very long that would have done him man right also outraged at the audacity was the murder trust <laughs> who had taken to calling him the Rasputin of the Bronx I knew it <laughs> God you called it I saw that one coming mm-hmm. I, uh... so on February 22nd, Mike once again drank until he passed out, and his friends took him to Murphy's room and ran a hose from a gas jet to his mouth, finally killing Mike Malloy. And at this stage, like, I don't know who I'm cheering for more. <laughs> Isn't it terrible? Isn't I kind of wanted this to just continue. Indefinitely, but also, like, I'm like, you finally, good for you. You finally did it. You did a thing. And they've probably, what, got 70 cents each out of the policy (laughs) because by this time there were so... Oh, just wait. (laughs) A doctor who had been bribed to pronounce him dead of lobar pneumonia did just Mm -hmm. that, and Mm -hmm. he was put to rest. Considering how the numbers of the murder trust had swelled... This next part shouldn't come as a surprise to <laughs> literally anyone. And if it does, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> the members couldn't seem to distribute the money in a fair and even way. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and on top of it, that old adage that the bigger the conspiracy, the less likely it is mm-hmm. to stay under wraps is true. And I hope everyone who is a moon landing conspiracy theorist... Mm-hmm. Takes that to heart. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Because word had been spreading Mm -hmm. about the unkillable man in the Bronx. And the police were not immune to the gossip. (laughs) Before long, he was exhumed and examined by a 
unbribed doctor. <laughs> Um, and because Tony had once again been too cheap to pay the $5 embalming fee, they found everything that was in his system and had been done to him. They were able to get a fair bit of evidence. I, one would think. <laughs> Imagine if I was like, they exhumed him and he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually kind of waiting for it. There was a part of me you that might was have going, been. come on, come on, come on, come on. They exhumed him and he was lying in there going, oh, I'll have him morning's morning now. I'll have a morning's morning. Hush. I sure do have a thirst. <laughs> a thirst. I'm quite parched. A thirst. That's it. I'm quite parched. I'm parched. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, dear. On ah. me ma's life. I cannot. I. Um, <laughs> in 1933, Tree, uh-huh. the core four were found guilty and went to the chair in Sing Sing. Harry Green, or sorry, Henry Green, for his part, went to prison for life. Mm-hmm. No word on the other <laughs> 67 <laughs> conspirators. <laughs> I mean, honestly, when word gets out to the local cop shop that there's an unkillable man in named the Bronx, Mike in the Bronx, but- and then they hear about a man called Mike who suspiciously dies, they're like, hmm, okay, but- dots. It's still, mm-hmm. it's just the phrase, unkillable man. Mm-hmm. Well, how the hell do you know he's unkillable unless, oopsies, here's a thought, someone's been trying to kill him. <laughs> also, how did Mike himself not get word of this? I, I, well, I guess, you know, when you're quenching your thirst as much as he was. <laughs> quenching your thirst. Then, you know, you, you, you don't pay a lot of attention. <laughs> I mean, how do you sign three? Sure it's a petition for me friend he's running for public office oh you guys it was gonna get offensive and i'm so it's sorry just... but i'm not really oh my god to prepare for this i watched three episodes of dairy girls while i was waiting oh for you. okay that explains it okay yeah um the sarasota herald tribune by way of drinkingcup.net put it nicely when they said about mike malloy Although he was finally murdered, his last three months were probably... going to say he had the most fun three months of anyone. Right? I, I mean... mean it, sounds like he had a great time. Yeah, I mean... and plus, But also, like, don't kill people. But also, like... But, I mean, think about it. He, he, <laughs> they weren't very successful. He, he, got, he had all that free drink. And food and all that. And all the free rotten sardine sandwiches he could handle. Exactly. But in doing that, he screwed the assholes that were trying to kill him out of their money. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, it was a win-win for him. Right? I mean, you know, if they're going to try and kill you, then, you know, take them with you. At least, you know, make some, let misery have some company here. If I'm going down, you're going down with me. There you go. Oh, you need to stop that. That's bad. <laughs> it's real bad. It's very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> but now that I've started, I can't, you can't stop. stop. <laughs> I knew it. My favorite thing is when people here don't realize that my accent's American, and I often get asked what part of Ireland I'm from mm-hmm. because I say my R's. Yeah. Which, like, they don't they hear. They don't. Yeah. And... I frequently turn around to people and I'm like, mate, 
If you heard me try to do an Irish accent, you would not say that. That's not it's real bad. You really wouldn't. You wouldn't make that confusion. <laughs> you really wouldn't. And same with when people ask me what part of the UK I'm from, and I'm like, <laughs> lol. <laughs> Let me try to put on my BBC presenter voice for you because you will take that back fast. This is Fiona Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting for BBC One News. <laughs> All quiet. Oh my God! You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> you goodbye. Yes, that would be it. Oh dear God. Okay. So that was my unusual death. I hope it was unusual enough for you. That was incredibly. I had never heard of that. But I cannot believe you'd never heard that, of that. That has got the making of a movie in it. I'm sure there must have been one. There has got, somebody somewhere's got to have made that. And if not, they should. And I just, I have such a vivid mental image of this man. It's probably nothing like what he looked like. I know it's nothing like what he looked like because it was a time of photographs and there are pictures of Uh him. But I just have a (laughs) real like sitcom-y picture in my head. I just, I mean... The, he, in my mind, he's the guy from Kevin Can F Himself. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a jolly fat drunk. Yep. But she super that, wasn't. But that would be... Oh, He's pretty jolly from the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah, it does sound like it. But no, that would be... <laughs> oh, my God. But don't you think that would be a great movie? I mean, I think that would be hysterical. <laughs> It would be. I mean, well, they could even do like one of those Netflix miniseries things like they've Oh my God, doing. I would love it. I think that would be funny as hell. I'd be happy to provide Mike Malloy's voiceover work. Absolutely. You could do it. If they couldn't get anybody with an, uh, an, with authentic, an, authentic, an authentic County Donegal accent. Then she's free on Thursdays. Only at 3.30. <laughs> because after that, I have to tickle me potatoes. <laughs> Okay, you and your tatties need to stay away. That's, that's that doesn't sound very nice at all. <laughs> when we when we lived with James's two brothers when we were flatting, um, we grew potatoes in the back garden, and the middle brother Sean <laughs> used to go out there and tickle them. He'd put his hands down in the soil and he'd like feel for size. Yes. <laughs> and we still give him so much shit about tickling his potatoes. Well, you know. He was obsessed with them, though. Well. And they were good. Yeah, well, you know, some things never change. <laughs> the boys and the potatoes. Yep. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, well. Oh. I don't know why you would want to, but if you want more of us in your ear holes, <laughs> you can find us everywhere you get podcasts. Yes, you can. <laughs> and, and you can email us. Oh, wait, no. What? Please write and review. Oh, yeah, that too. But only if you're going to be nice. Yes, please. Lots of like five stars would be super. It's super, super easy to do on Spotify as well, because I know that's what most people are using. Mm -hmm. Because I can see it on our stats. Yeah. By the way, what up, Azerbaijan? (laughs) Just like two of you. Hey. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So please do that. Please, please, please. It helps us on the business end. Yes. And, and Lord knows our business end needs help. <laughs> Do whatever you can for our business ends, okay? <laughs> you stroke our business end, we'll stroke yours. <laughs> you 
can address your emails to Joyce. <laughs> there will be no potato tickling on my watch. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. <laughs> God. Oh, dear. You can also email us on... Uh, yeah, that happened pod at gmail.com. And we would love topic suggestions or specific things to talk about. Yes, please. Um, we've got one coming up, which is so exciting. Oh, I know. Yes, yes. We've got it. We've, oh, yes. No, so exciting. We'll let you know when it happens. Yes, we will. Also, we've got new music. Oh, yes. Which should if, hopefully be on this time because there wasn't music last time. Yes, if, if hopefully you will have listened and will have noticed that we had no music last time because, well, we had the old dead computer that we had to try and <laughs> do work something around. with. It, it, it was our, our anxious So we one. were we were musicless, but we're yes. not now and it's new and we would love some feedback. Yes, please. That would be lovely because yes. if we need to change it, then I somebody needs to let me know quickly. <laughs> <laughs> good feedback only, please. <laughs> yes, please. Only good. Yes, please. <laughs> oh my God! All right, dude. Oh. Um. You can find us. What are our socials? Oh. That's the other thing. It's are been we a social? While. Um, we're like well, pretty anti-social, but we try. But we're we're not bad on the Facebook group. On the, the podcast uh, group. The podcast group? The corporate group, that too. How many huh. mornings, mornings have you had? Just the one. Just the one mornings, morning. Yeah, there wasn't much morning in it. Um, hey, you had more morning in it than I did. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the podcast group is a, yeah, that happened, podcast group on Facebook. Join uh, it. Yes, please. Talk in it. Yes. Do things. Yes. Discuss. Yes, share information with us that will help us be better at what we try and do also get to know each other yes that too and <laughs> let's see what else our facebook pages what just it's just facebook just at yeah that happened right sure that's it we're I really think. winning at this game right now i know i know but i it's the technologies what do you want from me i mean come on i was able to tell you about somebody dying from a hot poker up his ass what else my, do I expect? My work here is done. <laughs> okay, well. God. On that note. On that note. Thanks for listening to all, all the, the worthless, worthless shit we, we know. know. Bye. Bye. <laughs>